Friends, welcome to the service on this day of Pentecost as we gather to remember the birth of the church and the outpouring of God's spirit to those disciples. Our call to worship, please respond in the yellow type. God makes the world and everything that is. God loves the world, sharing our lives as Jesus Christ. God fills the world with life and hope, blessing our hearts and minds with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let us bless our sustainer God. Thanks be to God. We gather on this day 50 days since Easter, Pente, which means 50, 10 days since Jesus' ascension, as we give thanks for God's pure spirit, which fills our hearts. And so as we gather in worship, we sing, come, now is the time to worship. Just as you are to worship 
God, at Pentecost, you spoke through flame and fire. As we gather, through the power of your Spirit, may we follow your call. God, at Pentecost, your Advocate spoke truth into our world. As we gather, through the power of your Spirit, may we hear and obey. God, at Pentecost, you celebrated the gifts of diversity in cultures. As we gather, through the power of your Spirit, May you hear our hearts, languages of prayer and praise. God at Pentecost, your helper offered peace to every troubled heart. As we gather through the power of your spirit, may you calm every anxious heart. Loving God, we praise you for your gift of the spirit, for energy and creativity, for your great love for the world, we remember with sorrow all those things we have thought, said and done that undermine the building of your kingdom. Forgive us and help us. You made us and we are yours. Inspire us to see your vision for the world. Set us alight with love of you and love of our neighbour. Let the fire of Pentecost fill us and through us let it fill the world. In the name of Christ. Amen. Our reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a wind, a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native tongue? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Thanks be to God for words today from the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Friends, we sing our next hymn together. 
holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, holy God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Have you ever been thirsty? Really thirsty? Tongue sticking to the roof of the mouth, thirsty? You can't open your lips because they're stuck together. You just need something to sip. And then, slowly you are satisfied as you take every sip, every gulp. It isn't just our desire to have a drink that satisfies our thirst. There are moments, and you know this, moments of faith when there's dryness. We feel stuck, unsure, uncertain. I want us to go back, way back. After Jesus had ascended into heaven 
around about 120 men and women, his followers, gathered together in one place. They'd been instructed to stay in Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high. So stay put, they did, in an upper room, another upper room, perhaps the same upper room. The doors closed, the shutters are drawn. And after a while, they kind of say to themselves, let's call a meeting. So a business meeting for although there's no church in those days, the disciples knew the importance of meeting together. After all, how are they going to replace Judas, whose term as a disciple had, well, finished, expired. And yet, even after they voted and installed Matthias, thanks to the hard work of that nominating committee and the disciples felt paralysed. What's their purpose now? What do they do next? Who were they now? Now that Jesus was gone, what are they to do? They were followers, but followers of who? Followers without a leader, disciples without a teacher, a congregation without a church. And so they waited, and waited some more, behind locked doors and shutters drawn. Perhaps they were unsure about who to be, where to go, what to do. Around them, thousands of faithful people from across the Jewish uh, diaspora made their way to the city to celebrate that festival of Shavuot, a celebration that took place 50 days after Passover. They celebrated the ways in which God drew them together as a covenant community at Sinai. From the windows of the room, they'd hear the pilgrims speaking in all sorts of languages, the languages of their homes from across the Greco-Roman world. And as they came to bring the first fruits of their harvest in return to offering to God, the disciples could hear them chattering away. They listened behind closed doors, locked doors, at the temple priests celebrating the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, the familiar words of scripture resonating in their hearts and in their bones and in their being. Perhaps there was music. Maybe now and again somebody would tap their foot, but they didn't move. They stayed still. They didn't talk to anyone. They didn't even open the door. It just kind of felt safer that way. But just as those disciples who were gathered were reaching that point of boredom, deciding things were just going to be like this forever, God came to them. Rushing into the walls of their upper room, knocking the shutters of the windows and the hinges of the door like the gust of a mighty wind. Flames danced above their heads like tongues of fire and with eyes wide and perhaps some knees knocking, the disciples began to speak. Scripture tells us that as they spoke, <clears throat> it was as the walls of their room melted away and all of a sudden people began to gather <clears throat> from around, drawn by the sound of their own native tongue. Thousands, thousands began to flock. They came together to listen to what these preachers had to say. And each of them could understand perfectly in their own language. Though they'd come from different lands and different places and spoke different languages, we don't know what the disciples said. <clears throat> the Bible doesn't give us those particular details. Uh, but they spoke about the wonders of God. They proclaimed the good news in a way that each person could hear and could understand. 
And as the crowd gathered around, uh, they wondered aloud, what could this mean? And then standing up, Peter moved between the flames as if pushed by another gust of wind, made his way through the crowd and the disciples. Let me explain. Let me tell you, said Peter, that these people who were speaking to you were not filled with other spirits, but only the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit that draws us together, even in the midst of our own diversity. God's Spirit has come to all of us, Peter says, the young and the old, the women and the men, the rich and the poor, the powerful and the oppressed. In every language of the world, God's Spirit is speaking. And here we are, different places, from different lives, speaking different languages, but drawn together by this same Spirit that will not let us stay the way we are. You know, before that day, the church was 120, and then it became 3,000. They'd begun to do things that they never thought they'd be able to do. Things that only Jesus had done in the past. They'd sucked in the very breath of God, and they'd been transformed by it. The Holy Spirit entered into them, and it was time for God to be born again. Not in one body this time, but in the body of believers who would receive the breath of life from, from their Lord and pass it on, using their own bodies to distribute the gifts. They had been transformed in all their differences, in all their diversity, into the body of Christ. And that's the miracle of Pentecost. That God would come to people as flawed and scared and maybe uninspiring as the disciples and breathe into them new life and new inspiration and new hope. That God would knock down the walls, down the doors, the doors and walls of fear and invade their space so thoroughly that they had no choice but to move out into the world to speak about the wonders of Jesus and to share the good news. Only God could look at people huddled in that room and believe that they could change the world. And I believe that on Pentecost, the question for us always is, do we still believe in a God who acts like that? Do we still believe in a God that looks at us and sees people that he can work with? I do. I believe that God still comes to us today. I believe that God doesn't always work politely for us to check our calendars and our diaries, but he, but he works amongst us. He almost takes our breath away. I believe that God can melt the outer walls of our hearts that we have placed around us. I believe that God can open doors where nobody else has opened them before. I believe that God can breathe new life into us, even when we're afraid. I believe that God delights in all of our differences and loves transforming theys into we's. I believe that God created the church on that first Pentecost and that God continues to create and recreate and inspire and breathe life, new life, into the church even now. So in our churches, God creates and every language is spoken. We know that. We hear it. In our own church, wherever we're at, God creates. Every human is loved. In this church, God creates. Everyone is valued and given a seat at the table. And our spirit-led church 
has been created, not to gather behind locked doors or, or all in one place, but to go out into the world to continue what God has been about from the very beginning. To the things that Jesus did, to unleash the wonder and beauty that we have experienced in this place, so that as we go, our very lives might be, become like trapdoors which the Holy Spirit enters the world, surprising us, amazing us and transforming us all. Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. It's not belief that begins the inquiry, the searching. It's the thirst and longing for God. And our thirst propels us towards Jesus. And it's our belief that causes us to drink. The belief follows the thirst, the searching and the encounter. We thirst. We take in. We believe. And then when we do that, we take in and when we have that encounter with Jesus out of our heart becomes rivers of living water that living water the Holy Spirit flowing out from us because it's dwelled within us and so are you in a moment of searching encountering believing and drinking are you nourishing others are you thirsty are you thirsty then ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and fill you to overflowing. Amen. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory veiled, not to be served, but to serve, and give your life that we might live. This our God, the servant king, he calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant There in the garden of tears My heavy load he chose to bear His heart with sorrow was torn Yet not my will but yours he said this is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king.
come see his hands and his feet the scars that speak of sacrifice hands that flung stars into space to cruel nails surrendered this is our god the servant king he calls us now to follow him to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king so let us learn how to serve and in our lives enthrone him each other's needs to prefer for it is Christ we're serving this is our God the servant king he calls us now to follow him to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king. This is our God of love, we thank you for the half-term holiday. We pray for those who've used this holiday to continue revising for GCSEs and A-levels and university exams. Be with them in their final exam weeks. Help them to keep going, to remember what they've learned and to feel calm and confident. God of love, be with us all as this holiday weekend comes to an end. Holy Spirit, hear us. God of love, we thank you for this Pentecost Sunday. As we recall the events of that first Pentecost, may we be people who know the power of the Spirit in our everyday lives. As we remember the disciples in the upper room, may we be people who come together to pray and seek your will in this world. As we recall the Spirit falling in tongues of fire, giving the disciples new words and new languages, may we be people who communicate well with others able to explain your love and compassion for them and those they love. God of love, be with us this Pentecostal Sunday. Holy Spirit, hear us. God of love, we thank you for the church. There is so much going on in our world. We think in particular of the conflict in Ukraine and once again ask for peace to come quickly. 
we also pray for the climate crisis. For those with power to effect change, that they seize the moment and do what they promise to do. Help all of us to seek and embrace solutions, even when it means we have to change what we do. We pray for all who need a reminder of the tender healing spirit. For those ill at home, hospital and hospices. For all who mourn, may the light of your presence sustain them. On this Pentecost Sunday, we're also thankful for the world we live in as it is. At the start of June and with the summer months ahead, we pray that your spirit will bring hope and that we as your church and your people will be bearers of the hope we have in you. God of love, bring your Pentecost hope to our world. Holy Spirit, hear us. In the name of Christ. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our final hymn, Come Down, O Love Divine. Thy glorious love. 
Friends, thank you for joining us this morning in our act of worship. We close with a blessing. Pentecost is not an end. It is a beginning. Go in the love of the Father, who calls us his children. Follow the example of Jesus the Son, who forgives our sins. Go empowered by the Spirit, who releases our gifts. In the name of Christ. Amen.